What is going on, everybody? My name is Chase Riley. I run CR Media. I wanted to start off this show by just saying thank you, guys. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuously showing your support. We greatly appreciate it. No matter if you're listening to the I-70 hot tag or you're listening to the pit stop, no matter how you're digesting the content, we appreciate all the love and support you have shown us so far. So if you can, do us a huge favor. Go to the I-70 hot tags link tree and see our media's link tree and make sure you're following us on all of our social medias that are on there. And make sure you're hitting that notification bell so you never miss any content from us at all. As we continue to grow, we are going to continue providing fantastic content for you guys. We are super excited about it. So guys, enjoy the show. And if you have any feedback at all, please do not hesitate to reach out to us on social media. Other than that, thank you. Welcome to episode 17 of the I-70 Hot Tag. Tonight we have one of our biggest guests since the show's beginning. Tonight we sit down with second generation wrestler, AEW star Brock Anderson. He'll be at the Camelot Ballroom in Overland Park, Kansas for CSW Horseman Country. He'll be teaming up with Ace Steel to take on the DWF champion Jeremy Wyatt and the ice pick Vic Capri. Don't go anywhere. This is Ryan the Infinite Gingell. This is Mighty Micah. This is Luigi Primo. WLW World Heavyweight Champion Derek Stone. And you are watching the I-70 Hot Tag. And now, CR Media presents the I-70 Hot Tag with your host, Chaos Chase and the real Josh Elliott. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chase, a.k.a. CR Media. And like my good friend Josh said at the beginning, this is the 17th edition of the I-70 Hot Tag. Um, as you know, you guys have seen, we've promoted it all week. Um, we're going to be doing our interview with uh, Brock Anderson AEW wrestler Brock Anderson tonight um, promoting the upcoming Central States Wrestling uh, Horseman Country event. Um, it's been a fun week, man, um, and we are we are almost at the end of it. Josh, how you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. We got a uh, we got a big one today, don't we? Uh, we do, we do. It's uh, it's definitely going to be lots of fun. Um, Get to uh, get to that real quick. Brody, I appreciate you uh, joining with us tonight, sir. Um, see you're over there on the Twitch on CR Media 1988. I greatly appreciate that. Um, Twitch is uh, Twitch is fighting me. I'm, I'm right there on the edge of three average of three viewers, and they're trying to jerk me around. They're like, no, Chase, you've got 2.7. And I'm like, ah. So I'll have some really good streams where I'll have like five or six people in there. And I'm like, this is it. I know I'm going to get that notification that we made affiliate on Twitch. And then they pull it out from underneath me. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. I'm going to get you <laughs> one of these days. Um, speaking of Twitch, uh, 
if you guys don't know already, I would like to remind you that uh, <laughs> you can find me <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube at the uh, <laughs> at the tagline <laughs> that is not Josh at the I seventy hot tag. Nope. I was trying not. to see if I could. I was trying to see if I could get through this thing, no selling it, man. But I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, you can find me at the I seventy hot tag uh, right. on all social media platforms. Um, you can also find me at the Real Josh Elliott. Um, I'm on Twitch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we'll give us a follow. There you go. There. there now you you're go. looking better. Looking better. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, all, all the social media guys, um, you know, if you if you haven't already, please greatly appreciate. Go hit that follow button. Go hit that share button. Hit that notification bell so you never, ever miss anything from CR Media or the I-70 hot tag. Um, we are we are slowly, slowly climbing that ladder, but we are we are getting there, guys. So um, uh, now that we've got all that stuff out of the way. um. Let's uh let's take a second to shout out last week's guest. Um last week's guest, Gary FNJ, the stiff robo ginger, um, who was having a little bit of technical difficulties. If you guys haven't seen the show or or listened to the podcast, um, Gary was having a little bit of technical difficulties trying to trying to get it to work on his phone. Um, so Gary just said, screw it. He uh he he, you know, quick messaged, uh, he slid into Josh's DMs, gave him the phone number, and we did the interview with Gary F and J on speakerphone. So uh, it was awesome. Uh, it, it was it was very awesome. And then Monday, we had the the privilege of sitting down with Niles Planquet. Uh, and we, we got to we got to know Craig, um, the the gentleman behind. Niles Planquet behind the wine connoisseur, um, uh, which was really awesome. Uh, you know, uh, a good old Northwestern Missouri boy, farm, farm boy, uh, you know, and then towards the end there, he got to, he got to turn on the, turn on the, the jets with, uh, Niles Planquet. And he, uh, he did the whole, you know, this is the I 70 hot tag in the best Niles Planquet way he could. Um, and we talked a little bit about his match with Luigi Primo at yeah. CSW Horseman Country, which we're also going to talk about um, after the uh, after we we show this interview with Brock Anderson. Um, I, and for those that don't know, I'm a very long winded person, and I'm trying to take advantage of that because I am waiting for everybody to trickle in uh, before we uh, we start this interview. Um, yes, he making the best pizza. Uh, Luigi Primo does, and Luigi Primo is going to take on Niles Planquet at CSW Horseman Country. Um, we are very and, uh, big, big shout out to to his uh, his wine company up in uh, the St. Joe area, Windy Wine Company. Um, he talked to, uh, in that interview with some uh, interesting flavored wines. If you guys are wine, uh, you know, advocates, you guys, uh, he has a peanut butter and jelly wine that he talks about. Uh, Brian J. Baby. Welcome in. <laughs> Welcome in. Appreciate you joining, buddy. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, you guys go we'll go to that listen. You can uh you can uh if you guys didn't watch it live, you can go back to our YouTube page or our Twitch page. 
but also we upload them on uh, on Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts. Uh, we are located there. So you're on the go uh, listening. You can uh, go back and watch any of our previous episodes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and I also wanted to mention, uh, Niles, Niles did mention, Craig mentioned, uh, that if you go to the, uh, the, um, the winery and you mention the I-70 hot tag, he's got a little something special for you, whether that be a discount, um, or whatever. But he said, he said he's got something special if, uh, you mention the I-70 hot tag, uh, so Definitely, uh, definitely go up there. Go tell them. Go tell them. Go tell them your friends Chase and Josh from the I seventy Hot Tag sent you. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to do something cool like that with with CSL. I still might. I might do that with uh, like hey, when you go online and buy your tickets for CSW Horseman Country, tell them your friends the I seventy Hot Tag sent you, and we'll give you we'll give you a free sticker. <laughs> uh, at the uh, at, at the at the merch table. There you go. <laughs> I like it. The stickers. The stickers are going to be free anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> so, guys, uh, before we before we get into this, um, so uh, you know, I want to remind everybody that this was a recorded interview. Um, we are not going to do the interview with Brock Anderson live. Um, there's various reasons for that. Um, you know, uh, we, we, you know, constraints, uh, you know, and, and obligations that Brock had, um, made it to where we, uh, we had to do it recorded. Um, but what we're going to do is, uh, we've got the video all rolled up, ready to play. We're going to hang out backstage, um, and jump in the chat with you guys. And if you guys have any questions for us about the interview, um, ask away in the chat. We'll be more than happy to, uh, to answer those questions for you. Um, but yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure when we were promoting the video that we never, ever said, we never, ever said, uh, that it would be live. Um, because I, uh, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make that expectation and not be yeah. able to meet it. So. I, I do want to point that out too. Is is on the graphic? If you look at every one of our graphics um, for our guests, it says joining the show live. But if you look at every one we've posted with Brock, I took the live out, so it just says joining the show. So this is a uh, pre-recorded interview with Brock. So um, we will leave. Just want to leave you guys know we will leave the chat up on the screen um, as we play this interview. So we do encourage you guys to continue um, chatting about the interview. We'll be in the chat with you guys. Um, also, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure what happened, but as we recorded this interview, everything was fine as we went through it. Um, there was no <laughs> issue, but when we started playing it back and started doing the editing for whatever reason, um, at least during the first question, my video is extremely fuzzy, pixelated for, um, probably a good minute, minute and a half after Brock's first question, he, he answers it my video clears up and it's good for the rest of the video. So just so you guys know, um, so you guys aren't thinking I'm, that's going to be like that the entire time. No, it's only like that for the first two minutes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a supernatural person. The only thing supernatural I believe in is the rapper. Um, but, uh, if you are a supernatural person, uh, there is something very demonic 
uh, in the Elliott household, and you can see it in this video. So you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, well, give us uh, give us about 10 seconds here, guys. We'll get this uh, interview up and rolling, okay? Let's get this up. Let's do the uh, intro video. Okay, yeah, intro video. I like that. Intro video. Let's do that first, then we'll play it. All right. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Chase, aka CR Media, over here. Uh, to my left is my friend Josh, <laughs> aka the real Josh Elliott. Josh, how you doing today? Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Right. Got a good show for you today. And below us, we have the Brock Anderson. Brock, how are you, sir? Good. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely, Brock. It is a it, the pleasure is all ours. I assure you. Um, Brock, we appreciate you joining in with us. Uh, you know, for those who haven't heard probably a thousand times by now, you're going to be here in Kansas city, um, for central States wrestling on August 27th for horseman country. Um, uh, a friend, a steel has, uh, has pulled Jen. Um, you're going to take on Jeremy Wyatt and the Vic Capri and a tag team match in the main event. Uh, so we just want to ask you some questions, uh, you know, get an opportunity to show the Kansas City fans uh, what they can expect when you come through town. OK. OK, shoot. All right. So, Brock, we all know um, who Arn Anderson is, but tell us who is Brock Anderson? It's a good question. Uh, Brock Anderson's just a kid from Charlotte, North Carolina. You know, he grew up playing sports. Grew up playing football, Little League Baseball, amateur wrestling. You know, he's a kid who went to ECU, East Carolina University, who got a degree. But I think more importantly, uh, he's a kid who grew up in a household where wrestling put food on the table, put a roof over our head. It dominated all the family discussions. You know, we just eat, sleep, and breathe pro wrestling in the Anderson household. Simple as that. Yeah. So, uh, Brock, your uh, your first appearance in uh, AEW was in June of 2021 in an episode of Friday Night Dynamite. Uh, since then, you you wrestled guys like Billy Gunn, Dustin Rhodes, FTR, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson. The list goes on. 
Um, so what's it like? Tell us, tell, tell the fans of the Kansas City area, what's it like working in AEW? Well, all those guys you just listed, and there's plenty more that you probably didn't say, like I think Kazarian, Jay Lethal, that's just a couple that you didn't even say. But all those guys, the one common factor is that it's been an absolute education. Whether they're standing across in the other corner or by my side, all those guys have light years more experience than me. And you can't get better in anything, not just this business, not just this sport, without learning from guys. Simple in that. I mean, but from that standpoint, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Whether I won or lost, I learned something each time I stepped in the ring or across from the ring from one of those guys. Absolutely. Um, Brock, at what age did you know you wanted to be a professional wrestler? So that's a funny question. You know, I grew up, I was born into it. Like my dad was working for WCW when I was born. He retired when I was six months old. And then he immediately, when they closed down, transitioned to WWE, took a backstage role there. So when I was growing up, he was a backstage guy. He was a producer. But I still grew up around it. I would still go to all the matches. If they were local or drivable, he'd take us on loops. If they were like in Florida, we'd make a vacation out of it. We'd go to the loop or we'd go to WrestleMania each week or each year. It'd be like a family vacation. So it was just normal to me. Like I said, we, we watched it every week. It was religion. But, you know, you grow up. When you're growing up, you want to be eight different things. You want to be, you know, you want to be a cop one week. You want to be a firefighter the next. You want to be a football player. You want to be a baseball player. You want to be a wrestler one week, and then you, your mind just goes because you're, you're a child. So I think, I think the defining moment was uh, WrestleMania 25. I was 12, I think. It was, this is when those WrestleManias were starting to get really, really long. And they were like, they had a loaded pre-show and, you know, by the main event, everybody's worn out. So I had like my PSP with me, my little gaming system, I'm 12. So it got to the point where I was like, I'm wrestling out and I would sit there. If there was a match that didn't interest me, I'd be playing on the PSP. And I remember Shawn Michaels and Undertaker had like i was sitting there i put the psp down and i watched every second of that match and i was like it clicked i was like hell with all that other stuff this is what i want to do i want to have that reaction one day because they had the people in the palm of their hands it was i was sitting there a fan watching it and it was it was you know i think it's not controversial controversial to say that that's one of the best matches of all time. And I think that moment right there is when I knew I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. So that is, uh, that is amazing, uh, Brock, because uh, that, that's as soon as you said WrestleMania 25, I, I kind of thought in my head, I was like, I think I know where this, uh, this conversation is going. So mm-hmm. um, that is, that is one of my favorite matches of all time. Did you have a favorite, did you have a favorite wrestler growing up? Well, yeah, everybody, I think people just assume it's my dad. But like I said, he retired when I was six months old. So I only knew him as an ex-wrestler. I knew him from VHS tapes that we had. We had like a VHS stack. So I'd watch those. I knew he wrestled. But, you know, I might get a little flack this for this because there's been so much specials and 
It's been covered. I was always a Shawn Michaels guy. HBK was my favorite. Yeah. And I don't think that's controversial to say. I think he is the best in ring performer of all time. And I know, I know that's weird, especially because of my style. You know, I'm not throwing a bunch of super kicks around, but he was, he just, he was my favorite. I don't know why I can't put a finger on it, but I just knew that he was the best when he stepped in. Uh, you will, you will get no, uh, you will get no argument on this then, my friend. So, nope. I don't, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so Brock, if we're, uh, let's fantasy book for a second here. If okay. you could have a one-on-one match with anybody throughout history, who would it be? You know, that's such a loaded question, and I'd hate to leave anybody out. I'd have to sit down and think about it. So we'll go with the safe option, and I'll just go with Sean just because he's my favorite. But there's so many guys. Any guy, there's so many guys from that 70s, 80s, 90s era. I Absolutely. mean, you can't just limit it to one. No. Um, so, and this is kind of a two-part question. So okay. that's your that was your one-on-one match. Let's take um, the enforcer Arn Anderson in his prime, and okay. Brock Anderson in a tag team, father and son duo. Who would be your dream tag team to face with your father? I think this one's a little easier because I've already been in the ring with him twice with two different opponents so we'll go for the trifecta i think ftr because they are the best tag team in the world today if not ever they're making a strong argument they're having a hell of a summer right now they're on fire so i think me and the old man against ftr just beating the hell out of four guys beating the hell out of each other i think that's i think that's the dream matchup that was uh i'll be honest with you brock that was one of the matches that that reeled in my head when I was when I was writing that question down. So um, those I'm, guys I'm, are so good, so uh, good. Yes, absolutely. So Brock, you've been to uh, you've been to Kansas City before with AEW. Um, have you had a chance to explore Kansas City? Do you have a favorite uh, favorite place to visit or eat? So with our schedule, we usually get in whatever town we're in. We usually get in late Tuesday night. And then, of course, work all day Wednesday and then fly out early Thursday. So unless you leave relatively early on Tuesday, you don't have a lot of ample time to see the city. But we did make it a point to get some barbecue because I mean, you got to. And there was I, I looked up the spot. I was like top rated uh, barbecue joints in Kansas City. And this place Joe's comes up. I'm like, all right, we'll go to that. And we pull up, and it's it's like hooked into a gas station. So I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, all right, but it's it can't be lying. They were not lying. The brisket, the pork, all that white bread. Oh, so good. And I don't know what it is. I don't even because I, I didn't know this was a thing. But between y'all and St. Louis, y'all have excellent chili. We make it a point to get it every time we're in Missouri. Nice. Fantastic, um, Brock. It was announced not too long ago. There's there's going to be an event by Jim Crockett, Jim Crockett Promotions for Ric yes. Flair's last match, and there's going to be a legacy match with you. Um, you're going to be teaming up with Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, wrestling against Ricky Morton and Kerry Morton, who is Ricky Morton's son. 
Um, mm-hmm. Ricky Morton's going to be representing the Rock and Roll Express. Um, and then Arn Anderson will be there, and he is going to be representing the Four Horsemen. So it's kind of the idea behind the legacy match. But uh, I wanted to know if you could tell us uh, tell us and our viewers, you know, what does it mean to have your father in your corner as you team up with another second-generation superstar and to face another legend and his son in this legacy match? Well, as far as my dad being in our corner and just in my corner, not only in the ring but in life, it has been the highlight of this journey so far, you know, because he was on the road. They When they were running hard, he'd be home two days a week and he'd sleep all day one day and then he'd leave one day just to do something. So you can't ever get that time back. But I'm also not losing any more time. So having him there during this journey has been irreplaceable. As far as Brian tagging with me, we've had a couple – I think we've had a couple like five mans or three mans with them and just being in there and seeing how he moves. I'm like, all right, I've learned uh, if he's hitting this, all right, I'm going to counter with this. And I'm start, we're starting to learn each other's styles a little bit, starting to click a little bit, compliment. And it's really cool being in there, especially with the history between our dads being in the horseman. And I think he enjoys talking to my dad just having my dad tell him stories about his dad that he might have not known. I think that's really enjoyable for him. So it's kind of, it's a really cool deal. As far as facing Carrie and Ricky, can you even, can you really say that you're a pro wrestler if you've never wrestled Ricky Morton? I mean, think about it. It's, can you it's, really? It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be hard on those kids that are coming up here in the next few years after after Ricky retires. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be they're gonna be cheated. So I'm glad yeah. I get that opportunity. Absolutely. And as far as Carrie, I've seen clips of Carrie and he's he's got that same charisma, he's got that same flash. And who knows, you might be seeing the start of another uh chapter of the Morton Anderson saga. So I'm really looking forward to this match coming up. It's really it's I've got goosebumps right now. Uh, I I'll tell you what, Brock. Um all three of those of those guys, you know, Ricky, um, your dad, Brian Pillman, are all guys that you could say that were so ahead of their time that it wasn't. It's almost not fair, you know. If you stick you stick your dad in the ring with guys like FTR, um, I, I don't think your dad would miss a beat. Um, no, you stick Ricky Morton in the ring with um, Shawn Michaels or. Uh, you know, a ricochet or any of those guys. I don't think Ricky misses a beat. Um, you know, you stick Brian Pillman in there with a guy like Seth Rollins. I don't think he misses a beat. You know, I think Cody and I think Cody and Brian Pillman could tear down the house. Um, you know, a situation like that. So all three of those guys, all three of those people involved in this legacy match were so far ahead of their time. And, you know, you see it with you uh, junior and with and with uh, Morton's son as well. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you just said. I agree. So, uh, so Brock, we you know, let's kind of start talking about you know what you're coming to Kansas City for. Central States Wrestling presents Horseman Country, uh, August 27th. Um, you're going to be aligning with Ace Steel, as we said. So, kind of tell us, you know, what your relationship is with with Ace and uh, and why he picked you as a as a partner. So, 
we didn't really know. I didn't, I personally didn't know a whole lot about Ace. I knew the name from early ROH. I always just knew the name Ace Steel just from, like I said, being engrossed in the business. You just know where people are, who they are. But I didn't know a whole lot about him. And when he came to AEW, uh, he introduced himself to both me and my dad. And from there, we just would chit-chat. And I'd start picking his brain a little bit. I learned that he trained under Harley. And it started to, and then we would just keep talking. And I really appreciate his approach, his mentality, his logic of the sport, to the business. You can tell that Harley ingrained that old school mentality in him. And I think that's where we click is because, you know, even before I was in the business, my dad just growing up just instilled that just, just no nonsense, very basic, logical approach to this. And I think that's where we really click. And I enjoyed just seeing him every week and just talking to him. So, uh, Brock, I wanted to ask, how are you preparing for a match like this? Is it different than how you would prepare for a match in AEW? No, no, same, same deal. No, uh, no audibles on this one. The only difference with this one is that me and my dad are hired hands. So me and my pops don't know Vic or we don't know Jeremy from Adam, but on a personal level, at least. But when Ace came to us with this dilemma and told us what had transpired, we made it personal right then and there because he messed with one of our guys he messed with one of the guys we see every week, one of the guys we talk with. So we took it upon ourselves to make it personal right there. Absolutely. So, you know, your opponents um, on the 27th is uh, Jeremy Wyatt and Vic Capri, who are both, uh, you know, highly regarded in our area. Um, whether you're you're fans of them, whether you hate them, uh, they're, they're top dogs here in KC. Wyatt is the current DWF uh, champion and kind of is runs CSW at the moment. So um, at the last event, Vic Capri uh, came in and interfered in Ace Steel's match. And quite frankly, Ace Steel should be wearing that title around his waist. Um, so kind of tell us, you know, what your thoughts are on your opponents, Jeremy Wyatt and Vic Capri. So the only thing I knew about Jeremy Wyatt and Vic Capri was prior to this whole thing is that Ace in those casual conversations would just say, these guys are the best. We've been friends for years. He'd just drop them. He's like, these guys are so good. Watch their matches, learn from them. And then just on a dime, his tone changed. And I think for two guys, you know, I think, I think the verbiage you said was highly regarded. I understand that they're stalwarts in that area, stalwarts in that region. They've been, they're proven, but it's hard to hold guys in a high regard that not only cheat their friend of a title, but also double spike pile drive them to do so. I mean, would you hide, would you hold those guys in high regard in your mind? So that's why I, that's, I think that's where me and the old man stand on this. I, uh, uh, we're, we are very excited to see Brock and, um, Arn Anderson come to Kansas city to team up with a steel, uh, you know, Jeremy White is the DWF champion, his tag team partner, Vic Capri. Um, Jeremy is, um, 
you know, we've, we've been fans of Kansas City Wrestling for a long time, Brock, and Jeremy is uh, – he's a disease, sort of, so to speak. He sticks around for a while. He's hard to get rid of. So I wanted to ask, can we expect to possibly see you again in CSW in the future? I think what we got to do right now is just take care of the business at hand, worry about those two guys, and right the wrong that they did to our boy Ace. That's what we're focused on right now. We'll see how that goes, and we'll see where the ball rolls after. But right now we're focused on those two guys, two of Ace's alleged friends, and we're going to come back. I think they jumped the guy not knowing that he was going to bring two guys that ain't scared to jump back, and I think they're going to learn that August 27th. I like it. Fantastic. So, uh, so Brock, is there any uh, any other future dates other than the Ric Flair uh, Ric Flair last match that you want to promote to our viewers? Other than the one SummerSlam weekend, Starcast, uh, we got the following day. We'll be in Salisbury on the twenty eighth after the match with uh, Wyatt and Capri. The next day we'll be in Salisbury, North Carolina. That's the only one I got coming up. Other than that, no, nothing. Uh, you can still watch Dynamite on Wednesdays, still watch Rampage on Fridays. You can, uh, my social media is uh, Instagram, Brock Anderson, AEW, all lowercase. And then Twitter is B Anderson, AEW. Other than that, just ready to rock and roll. Can you tell our uh, tell our viewers where we can buy some Brock, Brock Anderson merchandise? Uh, shopaw.com and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. You can find them there. Fantastic. All right. Brock, uh, that is – that'll do it for this whole thing. Um, I think kind of how you saw on the on the lineup there, uh, we always like to ask every guest that we interview to end with saying, this is Brock Anderson, and you're watching the I-70 Hot Tag. Okay, no problem. This is Brock Anderson. And y'all are watching the I-70 Hot Tag. Like it. Love it. All right. Appreciate your time, Brock. Bump, bump, bump. So that is is it. Yep. We, uh, like I said, guys, um, uh, the the only thing that would have made that cooler is if we could have done it live, um, and like I said, unfortunately that just that wasn't in the cards. Um, but we were we were very fortunate enough to be able to do what we did. Um, that was a that was an awesome experience um, to kind of pull the curtain back. Uh, we had a we had an AEWPR guy in the backstage area when we were doing that interview. Uh, he was super cool. He didn't say anything. I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of like every single time I, I thought about veering off of my questions. Like I started talking about, you know, Kerry Morton and Ricky Morton and that whole thing of how, you know, the Ricky Morton reminded me of Kerry Morton and Brian Pillman Jr. reminded me of his dad. And you know how their, all their fathers were all ahead of their time. I was waiting for, I was waiting for the AEWPR guy to be like, wrap it up, fat boy. <laughs> but uh, he didn't say anything. But I, uh, I was, I was super excited about it. So, yep. um, I thought about doing it longer, but I was like, no, I don't want to push my luck here. So, right. <laughs> um, I, Birdie, I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, 
um, like I said, we, uh, we, we always, we always, you know, uh, promote live. So, uh, and Josh, you know, Josh mentioned that on this Brock interview, he didn't put live on any of his graphics. I still did on mine. <laughs> yep. So, I took it off. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and, uh, yeah, Brian, it, he was, uh, extremely cool. I mean, you know, everybody we've interviewed has been, has been awesome. And Brock was no different. I mean, yep. Laid back, cool guy, just like everybody else. So, um, just just one of us, and yep. it was cool to chat with him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know, and and Josh and I have kind of talked about this, and and uh, you know, I, I won't I won't go into it too much, but you know, uh, we've always kind of, you know, we're we're down to earth, and um, you know, I I've I've always thought to myself that I can be friends with anybody, and, um, you know. So far, nobody has big timed us, and if anybody does big time us, then I'm not really interested. So, and Brock was definitely not that type. Um, he yeah. was super cool. Uh, yeah. He didn't even he didn't even mention the guy that um, he didn't even mention the PR guy. So, <laughs> the PR guy kind of just he came in, said hi, and then went backstage. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Special special shout out to the AEW uh, PR department to let Brock do that. Um, that was awesome. They also gave us permission to use any of the the footage on YouTube for the promotion video. So uh, shout out to AEW for that. Yep. Um, big, shout to the, big shout out to the CSW guys too. Joe, uh, Michael, everybody who you know Trinity, all you guys at CSW. Um, this obviously. This, yeah, obviously yeah, it, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have. Yeah, none of that would have happened without, without Joe, without Trinity, without, um, without Strider. Um, yep. Yeah, none of that would have happened. So, yep. um, Horseman Country wouldn't be happening without those guys. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of Horseman Country, speaking of, we have uh, that's right. You know, we 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 have a, a a lineup of guests coming up in August. Um, we are not going to go to a break. We normally go to a break after our interview. Since that was a recorded interview, we're just going to continue going. We do have a short clip that I want to show you, and it's going to be advertising um, our, our August shows, which is basically all Horseman Country, with the exception of one, and you'll see the one, but everything else is all dedicated to CSW Horseman Country. So we're going to play that. It's about a minute or so long. We're going to come back, and we're going to break down CSW Horseman Country. Don't go anywhere.
Yeah, uh, very, very excited about all that. I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but the Mile High Magnum, Dak Draper, uh, August eighteenth. Uh, super, super excited about that because, uh, yeah, um, excited for Joe. Um, excited for Arjun. Uh, super excited for Billy Starks. Um, yeah. Although Billy, Billy Starks was the Billy Starks is the wild card. She is a uh, she is not going to be at CSW Horseman Country, um, but we are so so excited to interview um, Billy Starks. So um, yes, Josh is Josh is yep. very excited. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely, could not be more excited. Yeah. Every every guest that's coming up, guys, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Um, Beer City Bruiser is on this Monday on the pit stop. That's our next guest. So uh, uh, you saw him, and, and your son was a big fan of his at last uh, event, wasn't he? Yeah, that is that is correct. My uh, my son is a huge, huge Beer City Bruiser fan. Um, uh, he was very upset that Niles Plonquet, uh beat um, the Beer City Bruiser. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> my uh, my nine my ten year old son is convinced that. Beer is beer is way better than wine. So <laughs> it's okay just to yell beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and it's it's crazy because like when when Beer City Bruiser comes out to the ring and he's wrestling, you know he'll get the crowd involved and you know it's like the what chance, but instead of what the crowd chants beer. So that's what Dimitri was sitting there every single time he hit a punch. Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> so, I like yeah. it. Yep. I don't hate it. Um, so, guys, uh, the remainder of this show, um, we are going to be breaking down CSW Horseman Country match by match. Um, and Josh and I will kind of give you some backstories to it um, to kind of get you ready, man. Um, because here we are, August 4th. I mean, it's uh, it's less than three weeks away now, my friend. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe a little more, maybe a little over three weeks. So, uh, but we are uh, we are right there. So, um, Josh, you uh, yeah, are we well, starting? Uh, we gotta start start from the bottom up. Um, we okay, talked about, okay, cool. I'm glad you. Yeah, we'll I'm glad the, you clarified. We'll, yeah, we'll do the main event last, but we uh, we talked about it last week, guys. Um, Luigi Primo is going one-on-one with Niles Planquet. That was the match that the I-70 hot tag, um, you know, we, we announced that on our show a couple weeks ago. Um, as you know, we are the official podcast of CSW Horseman Country. Um, and we are excited to uh, see this match because Niles came on last week. We talked about it. We did talk to Luigi a few weeks ago. And um, I, I don't know, am I frozen? or I think Chase is frozen, but... Anyway, I'm going to keep talking. Um, we've got uh, Luigi came on and, and talked about his inter, uh, Niles' interference in his match at CSW Strapped. Niles came in with Belvedere, uh, distracted him, um, and he uh, he ended up losing the match to um, – he had a triple threat match against uh, Dan the Dad and the Big Strong Boy. Um so uh, Ethan Price ended up getting the win in that match. So they finally got the um, they finally got the match set, and Niles is going to go one on one versus Luigi Primo. So it's going to be uh, wine versus pizza in that match. So um, should be a hell of a match. 
And uh, Chase is back. What's going on, buddy? I don't, I don't know, man. I think we're I think we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, or I'm having technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that's the second time that's happened, and it always seems to be like when I'm trying to share my screen, which is which is weird. So maybe I should just not share my screen. But um, are we still talking about the Louis G. Primo and Niles Plunkett match. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just okay. ended it, it. Ended it. You know, they got. Uh, you know, Luigi's looking to get revenge on uh, on Niles for interfering in his match at Strapped. And uh, it's wine versus pizza. So Niles told us why wine is better than pizza. And contrary, Luigi, a couple weeks ago, before this match was announced, um, told us why pizza was better. So we're going to find out on August 27th. So... And I think Chase is frozen again. So we're going to keep on going. Uh, the next match on the on the rundown here is uh, the big, strong boy, Ethan Price. And he is going one-on-one with the quad father, um, Camaro Jackson. And uh, yeah, we're, just, we're just not doing this. I'm just not going to do the picture. Yeah, I'm just not going to do the picture. I just, I, I like, I was trying to, yeah. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah, don't share. Just just talk. No, no sharing. Yeah. God. <laughs> talk about this uh, Ethan Price Camaro Jackson match. You got this one. Uh, yeah, the quad father against a big strong boy. Um, the quad father's gonna whoop that ass. That's all I gotta say about that, man. Um, Ethan Ethan Price, uh, very talented young man. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Brody. When it's live, man, all you can do is laugh. Like. I mean, I could get mad and throw and throw my computer, my brand new laptop that I just bought like a couple months ago. But um, what's that going to do? So I'm just going to laugh about it. It's funny. It's live. Uh, you know what else? What else are we going to do? Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Camaro Jackson, Godfather. Um, this is a mismatch, and unless. Uh, unless Ethan Price, the big strong boy, um, I mean, there ain't nothing. His mom can tuck him in, make him a warm glass of milk before bed. Um, he can get up and eat a big breakfast, um, get some Wheaties. Um, and his mom can, you know, pull out his, his best pair of underwear. And, you know, but I mean, the fact remains that when, uh, when he's staring across the ring from the quad father, uh, this is going to get ugly. So, like I said, unless uh, unless Ethan Price pulls something out, um, it's it's going to be a bad day for for that young man. So, uh, I'm super I'm super excited for it. Uh, the next match, Josh. Yeah, man, we got uh, the Beer City Bruiser against Arjun Singh, who are two uh, as you saw in the video, uh, two of the guests we're going to have on in the next week or so. Um, Two very talented wrestlers. Um, we saw Arjun Singh. I think the last time we saw him in CSW, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, was at uh, the our first event was uh, No Turning Back. Is that correct? Where was he at? Uh, he was at the last CSW event, correct? No, because you were there. Yeah. So so Arjun Singh, like, and he wrestled our, uh, Luigi Primo. Super, uh, super talented guy, and uh, I think uh, him and Beer City is gonna gonna have a hell of a match. Um, it's been a while since I've seen a Beer City Bruiser match. I wasn't at the uh, at the Rise of an Outlaw, 
when you were there, so I didn't get to see his match live, but um, I'm extremely excited to see it because um, these two guys are going to just beat the hell out of each other. Um, so I have no, you know, no prediction on who's going to win that match, but these two guys are, uh, are going to have a hell of a bout. So I'm going to do these next two matches. Is that cool? I did it a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. Okay. Tell, so, tell um, so the first one, Anaya Howlett against SK Bishop. And then the next match after that, Hoodie Howlett versus Campbell Myers. Um, so just to kind of break this down for you guys. Um, you've got one of the youngest, hottest tag teams um, in Missouri right now, and um, the Premier. And the Premier, uh, they're they're extremely talented, and they are uh, they are they deserve all the praise that they uh, they could get. But um, I think right now we're in a position where um, these two young men have bitten off a little more than they can chew. Um, where we kind of we kind of saw that turn at uh, no turning back um, in the street fight, <clears throat> and uh, you know, um, like Hoodie said, these young men are all full of piss and vinegar, and real full of themselves. Uh, they've even dubbed themselves the most dangerous tag team, uh, which sounds real familiar to another tag team that we love in, here in Kansas City. Uh, so, um. Then they came out, they aligned themselves with the most disgusting, vile, uh, annoying used car salesmen you could find. In fact, I, I think that it's a I think that it's actually an insult to used car salesmen to call Roscoe Leach that. But uh, you know, to align themselves with Roscoe Leach. Um, and we had the situation where Hoodie uh, came out and um Got a little, got a little aggressive. Um, pushed down a CSW official. Um, also threw a hat into the fans. Hit a hit a fan in the face. Um, got it. You know, like I said, got a little, got a little aggressive. Um, so Ross uh, Gil Rogers suspended um, hoodie for you know one month. And so Anaya was by himself last month against Moonshine Mantel, and all was gravy. Um, but those two guys, man, they just, they can't help themselves. So it's one, it's one-on-one -on -one and we're, uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think we can put into words how this is going to go. Um, but Anaya is going to take on SK Bishop and Hoodie is going to take on Campbell Myers. Um, and with Hoodie, uh, being with hoodie being, you know, um, suspended and just coming back. I, uh, I feel sorry for soup. Um, in fact, I, I think soup is going to be a really good nickname for Campbell after, after horseman country. Cause I think, uh, I, I think our, I think our friend hoodie Howlett is going to, uh, make some soup at a, at a Campbell Myers. Um, and same with SK Bishop, you know, uh, these, these two young men have, have, uh, booked themselves into a corner and I think, uh, I think for good reason, CSW has not, uh, made another tag team match. Cause I think, uh, I think you put the Howlets and the premiere in the room together again. I think it's going to get very nasty and very violent. Um, and we're going to get a small preview of it at horseman country. Um, so, and that's, that's about what I got.
So well, we saw we saw what happened uh, the last time they were in a tag match together. They yep. were all over the Camelot Ballroom. They blood, were. Weapon, I got blood on me. I got blood on me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. They were. They were all over me. the place. They were all over. So uh, Yep. Uh, it's it, it's not even going to be the people boys. It's it, these were one on one matches. So, um, you know, uh, you know, like I said, I, I feel sorry for Campbell soup because, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a while for hoodie and, and if you watch the interview with the I 70 hot tag and hoodie a couple weeks ago, um, hoodie's ready. There's no, there's no, um, there's no, uh, there's no love loss. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, uh, I took those two matches, Josh, why don't you, uh, why don't you take the next one after that? Absolutely. We got, uh, this match, um, I'm really excited for because, you know, we, we just saw Mike outlaw, uh, in a couple month span kind of rise up that CSW rank. And, you know, he took on Jeremy Wyatt, um, and at no turning back. Absolutely. Brian. Uh, no turning back. Um, that was the event where Jeremy Wyatt had that a family emergency, so he kind of quote unquote escaped uh, escaped Mike Outlaw there, and then it strapped. He um, or was that it strapped? I'm sorry, am I, am I getting those wrong? Was that a, I'm not anyway. You strapped strapped. They went the dis- distance. That's right. Strapped uh, they went the distance. And then rise time limit. Yeah, the no time limit. Yep. So, um, so Mike that's Outlaw. What happens, you know, that's what happens when you skip CSW events. I know. I shouldn't have done that. That was my. Yeah, plan. I know. Sorry. Anyway, so so Mike Outlaw um, ends up uh, at the beginning of Rise of an Outlaw, um, losing to Wyatt, and that's kind of what turned the whole main event. And we'll get into that in a minute. So Outlaw fell just short of becoming DWF champion. And then you've got on the other side of the ring, you got Luke Langley, the smoking ace, who we just talked to a couple weeks ago. Um, extremely talented, um, very eager to make a name for himself here in CSW. And um, these two guys are are on the rise um, in all of our area. Because you, you see what Mike Outlaw does all over our Kansas and Missouri, but in, in, in Central States specifically, he is – you know, again, just fell a little bit short in, in uh, against Wyatt, but wants to prove himself that he he should not fall very far from that title picture. And Luke Langley, on the other hand, is like, hey, you know what? I'm I should be there as well. And I think this match here is is going to be a, a telltale sign of who might be next in line for that title. You know, either either this this match or the one you're going to to talk about. There's two matches on this card where it's like, hey, you know, there's no you know, no wrong answer between these these two and the two that we're going to talk about next as who should be the next number one contender. So uh, Luke Langley, the smoking ace, going to come out. Mike Outlaw, they're going to do battle and figure out uh, figure out who's the better man. And we're going to find out uh, August 27th. So super excited there, guys. That's, uh, that's one of my uh, top matches I've got checkmarked that I can't wait to see. So um, love Mike Outlaw, love Luke Langley, so um, should be good stuff. Uh, Bring down the house, absolutely, Brian. Could not agree more. Uh, next match. Um, do, do you want to do this one, and I'll do the main event, or do you want me to do this one? And you'll do the main event. I'll, it don't matter to me, man. I can do this one if you want. If you want me to yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Do the- 
Um, this Clash of the Titans. Um, Clash of the Titans. First time ever. Never been done before. N- never competed in a ring. We, As Chase said, the last time we kind of ran through this card, we, and since then I have too. We've tried yeah, to check. I cannot believe it. Could I, not I can't, find. I can't. Could not find a Moonshine Mantel versus Dak Draper match. Yeah. It, it doesn't exist. Um, and that's going back to, you know, the NWL days when they were, you know, Maverick and Dak Draper. Maverick didn't fight or wrestle Dak Draper. Uh, this is the first time ever, guys. And uh, these two guys are behemoths and they are powerhouses. And like I said, on you know, I posted on Twitter when we, they first announced this match. This is going to be a clash of the Titans, Dak Draper, Moonshine Mantel, um, with, of course, the mouth, who, who <laughs> mouth of the Midwest, Greg Jovi. That, that's our, our name for him. Um, that's right. I Greg, like it. Greg Jovi <laughs> is going to be there um, in, his, in all of his, uh, you know, leather jacket, open, <laughs> open leather jacket self. Um, with moonshine so um love moonshine but my best friend dak is gonna take him that i i don't think you're wrong man i mean i don't think you're wrong i think i think i think you know these two guys are gonna are gonna just i can't wait for this man like i i don't it's just gonna be a a two giant men you know big big giant men slapping meat big meaty men slapping meat They're just going to beat the living shit out of each other, guys. And this is, I, I guarantee you this is probably going to end up – you know, I know this is the second to last match we're talking about. This is probably going to be the uh, the mid-show, main, the, the, you know, the co-main event that happens just before the, the break. I think this is what's going to take us into the intermission, I think. So, um, you know, just, just to kind of let viewers know, um, you know, because we got some viewers on Twitch that aren't real familiar with Dak Draper. Um you know, uh, Dak did some time, uh, you know, Dak is originally from, Col- you know, Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, he's wrestled a lot here in Kansas city, um, you know, become a, become a huge fan favorite in Kansas city. Um, and he did some time in ROH ring of honor wrestling. For those who don't know, Dak is six foot five. He's a huge man. Um, and for those that haven't seen moonshine Mantel, um, let me tell you something. I, uh, God, Brian, Brian, why would you do that? <laughs> Anyways, um, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't because now somebody's gonna now somebody's gonna Google Travis Tyler in NXT, and that is not Dak Draper. <laughs> don't 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 do that. I'm gonna tell Dak you did that, and I'm sure Dak will not appreciate his best friend doing that for to him. <laughs> uh for those who don't know Moonshine Mantel, um, you know, I give Moonshine a lot of shit. Um, I love being, I love being, you know, immersed in the story. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm at a, when I'm at an event, I love booing the heels. I love cheering for the baby faces, um, all that stuff. Uh, but I am a huge Moonshine Mantel fan. And, uh, I have said a countless times and I'll say it again here. Um, Moonshine Mantel, uh, I don't think I've ever said it directly like this, but it, but Moon because Moonshine Mantel is he's almost my height, like he's a he's like I'm five foot eleven, 
So I think Moonshine may be six foot. If Moonshine Mantel had two or three more inches, he would he would be main eventing. Uh, he would have main evented Los Los Angeles, um, or uh, not Los Angeles, but Nashville in WWE. Moonshine Mantel has that look. He just he's a star. And like I said, the only thing that the only thing I, the only thing I could think that that the only thing I would tell you that would that is keeping Moonshine Mantel from a multimillionaire is the fact that uh, he's not six foot five. Um, so these two guys, this is a marquee match. The fact that this is not the main event um, is well worth is well like. Let's take out this next main event we're going to talk about. This match, stop right here, is worth the price of admission. I'd yep. pay thirty. Uh, I I know you're not wrong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I know you're not wrong, Brian. <laughs> uh, but the, these two guys um, are stars. They're huge. Like like I said, they're mammoths of men. Um, if you didn't stand up next to Moonshine, you looked at Moonshine like on TV, he looks like a monster. He looks like he'd stand, he, he looks like he could stand next to Brock, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Like that's, that's what I mean. Um, so in one of, you know, I like to make jokes and I always talk about Dr. Strange's 14 million, uh, alternate universes in, in a, in quite a few of those, I'd say over half of those. Moonshine Mantel is main eventing WrestleMania and SummerSlam because um, he's just got that look. So I especially love his look now. Um, my dude comes out, you know, Moonshine's a big Texas guy. Yes, uh, he's he from Texas. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Moonshine comes out in that uh, comes out in that black leather vest uh, like another like another Texas uh, wrestler, and I love it, dude, because it looks yep. yeah. Um, so got that, like got that said, I, on the sites every once in a while. Yep. I'm the, I'm the guy in the crowd that's telling moonshine. He sucks telling moonshine to go home, throwing up the middle finger at him. Um, but I am, uh, you know, uh, I, I, do you, do you call it cafe? I don't, I wouldn't call it cafe, but, um, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back. I'm a, I'm a humongous moonshine Mantel fan and I am super excited to watch these two beat the shit out of each other. So, main event time. Um, this this has got a story to it, man. A story that 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 doesn't just stop. Um, a story that does that doesn't just stop. Uh, don't you dare compare Moonshine to that wrestler. Uh, I I, I mean. Brian J. Bebe, um, I, uh, I, th- I think being, oh, you're talking about the wrestler that wears the black vest from yeah. Texas. Okay. I thought he was talking <laughs> about Brock Lesnar. I was going to say being compared to a, to an NCAA na- <laughs> division one national champion is kind of a, kind of a compliment <laughs> in my eye, but <laughs> you're talking about that. Res- okay. That's fine. That's fair. I don't think anybody should be compared to him. Anyways, um, main event time. This story uh, goes. Well, this story goes back a little bit more than just Rise of an Outlaw. 
So for those that don't know, um, Jeremy Wyatt came up with the victory um, against Mike Outlaw in the opening match. Um, Jeremy Wyatt um, said he wasn't done, uh, you know, um, said that he was good to go for another match, said that anybody in the back could come out and challenge him. And uh, through the crowd, wearing an all-elite all wrestling hoodie, was none other than Ace Steel, one of the original Second City Saints, also former stable member of Jeremy Wyatt. And the foundation. Um, the foundation with Michael Strider as well. Yep. And Jeremy Wyatt was just as shocked as we were to see Ace Steel. And Ace was like, hey, you're looking for somebody to challenge for the championship. I'm right here. I want to challenge for it. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Jeremy told him, he said, you're going to regret that. And Jeremy made sure he did. So in the, in the match, um, Vic Capri, who's another Chicago native, who's a very good wrestler, um, but has aligned himself, like we talked about with, um, you know, on the other side of the world. Are we talking about five foot three Vic Capri? We are talking about five foot three Vic Capri. All right, um, and uh, he's actually he's actually five uh, five five according to him, or I don't remember what he told I don't remember what he told Zach. But anyways, uh, Vic Capri came out, and him and Jeremy Wyatt did a number on a steel. Um, obviously, you know, Jeremy Wyatt laid out an open challenge. Um, you know, out of respect, guys, guys face each other in the middle of the ring all the time. Um, but you didn't have to go, you didn't have to go and attack him. You didn't have to double spike pile drive him. Um, you didn't have to do all that. So, um, that long history of being stable members and friends, um, there's, there's pictures. I mean, like if we're going to pull the curtain back here, there's pictures on Facebook, um, of, Vic Capri, or not Vic Capri, but Ace Steel and Jeremy Wyatt and Michael Strider in street clothes, having yeah. drinks. Um, you know, this isn't this isn't just you know, hey, we're partners and we go home at the end of the day. This these are friends, and uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Wyatt made it a little personal. So as Jeremy Wyatt would, I, does. I wouldn't. I don't expect anything. I don't expect anything less from from. Uh, the scum of the earth. So, um, Ace called in the enforcer. Um, where else, where else could he look? The enforcer, Arn Anderson and, uh, Arn, uh, Arn has taught his son very well and taught him to, taught him to, to put spine on the pine like my, uh, like a, like one of my favorite commentators of all time, Jim Ross would say, and uh, Brock Anderson and Ace Steel are going to go toe to toe with five foot three Vic Capri and Jeremy Wyatt, and I am a, uh, I am super excited to be there, um, sitting next to my good friend Josh watching um, Brock Anderson and Ace Steel beat the ever-living shit out of Jeremy Wyatt. 
and five foot three Vic Capri. So a little bit, a little bit of story there, guys. Like I said, it's uh, it's not just, it's not just a a simple run in title match from last month. Like I said, we, there's a, there's a little bit of, little bit of depth to this. So um, very, very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to be the same building at the same table as R Anderson, Brock Anderson, AEW. We're going to be there as a steel. You, you were already there. Um, and then to see, you know, you know, I, I know, I know they're scum. I know they're a disease, but Jeremy Wyatt, DWF champion. Um, I mean, he, as Brian said, yes, he's, he's a, he's a pain in the ass, but, um, he's damn good in the ring. When that, when that bell rings, he, uh, he turns it on. I can't wait to see it. You know, Brock, Brock's a damn good wrestler. We've seen him in AEW. We've seen him, um, you know, multiple matches on, on, on AEW television. So, um, I can't wait to see these guys, you know, beat the shit out of each other. And as you said, cannot wait for Brock and Ace to, uh, Shut Jeremy Wyatt and Vic Capri up, especially Jeremy Wyatt. Dude just won't shut his mouth, no, no matter where he goes. Yep, I uh, you know, and and I will say, you know, like I said, we dog on we dog on Jeremy a lot on the show, but I you know I will give the devil his due. Um, you know, I thought there was no way on God's green earth that Jeremy Wyatt walked out of Rise of an Outlaw with that DWF champion. Um, in fact, I, I sat here and asked Strider, I told Strider, I said, you know, Hey, all these pay-per-view names, you know, tend to tend to tell a story and, and have to do with the event. And I go, is rise of an outlaw. Are we going to see something? And God, man, flat out in the middle of the ring, Jeremy Wyatt, DWF champion still. So kept it. Yep. He kept it. So who knows? Uh, who knows, you know? There's no telling who's going to take that off them. Obviously, this is a tag match, so um, maybe in September at their September event if they have one. If not, it'll be October. But um, we may see uh, we may see a little bit more of uh, of Mr. Wyatt as the DWF champion. Absolutely, this yeah. is going to be a, a fantastic event. You are yep. a thousand percent right, Brian. Yep. Yeah, cannot man. Wait. We just we <laughs> we just interviewed Brock Anderson. That we didn't was, just. We didn't just interview him, but we yeah. didn't just. We just we just aired it finally. Yeah. You know, you guys don't know. Like when we when we found out this, when this was happening, that we were actually going to get an interview with Brock Anderson. Like it took all we could to to hold it in and not immediately announce it. Like that's yeah. how you know we're we're extremely you know we've been wrestling fans for you know pretty much our whole lives. And I told uh I told Mark when uh when we did the um when we did the, uh, the AEW post dynamite show, I told Mark and Mark was like, Oh, when can I watch it? And I was like, not for a while. I go, but we're going to record it tomorrow. And he was like, Oh, okay, cool. So I was walking around telling people at work, like, you know, who don't, like who don't really get- watch wrestling. I'm like, you guys, you guys know who Rick Flair and Arn Anderson is, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, <laughs> you know, just to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Cause you, cause you want to post it on social media, but you were like, damn, I can't do it yet. But yeah, yeah. it was tons of fun, man. I, uh, like I said, it was, uh, he was a super cool dude and, um, you know, uh, did not, did not, you know, 
was very respectful. You know, I, I, I could, I could go for another hour talking about how cool that interview with Brock, Brock yeah. Anderson was. So, yeah. uh, what I, uh, what I will tell you is we are, uh, we are damn near close to the end of this and I appreciate all of our viewers on Twitch sticking with us. Um, if you guys do not know, CR media goes live, um, four nights a week. Uh, the I-70 hot tag has been so busy uh, lately. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Uh, one of one of one of my many viewers. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, CR Media goes live four nights a week. Um, I should say three because technically one is kind of off and on, but we are we are a little busy right now. But um, Monday nights, you will catch us uh, at the uh, I-70 hot tag pit stop. It's our second show for the I-70 hot tag. Um, just because when Josh and I very first started doing the I-70 hot tag, um, we thought, oh, yeah, there's like four, five, maybe six, maybe six companies that we can, you know, we can kind of dive into and, and, and get into. And since starting this, um, you know, the idea was to put over Kansas and Missouri independent professional wrestling. And we have found out uh, uh, Josh has a spreadsheet of all the ones we know about. Um, and there's and still some we haven't, we haven't even mentioned yet. There's, there's yeah. over 15 so far that we've, uh, that we've discovered since starting this. And like, and like Chase said, you know, we, we went into this, you know, the, the, the big ones that we were going to 17, right, 17, see, more than I know. More than I, know. I mean, so, yeah, way more, Brian. Way yeah. more. <laughs> we know. were wrong. We had, uh, you know, seventeen I was, I was that we know of. <laughs> yeah, that we know of. We were talking. I was talking to somebody, um, you know, that's in the St. Louis area who's actually going to be going to Glory Pro uh, the same night we're going. So we might meet up with them. But um, we haven't announced it yet. We're going to Glory Pro in September. Just so you guys know, yeah. um, it's a September my first, event. My, my first, my first time going to going to St. Louis for a wrestling event. I'm very yeah, excited. same here, same here. But when I was talking to him, and I was like, "Man, we're, we started this podcast, and you know, we were going to cover the the one or the two in St. Louis, and little did I know, there's like five or six just in St. Louis. Yeah, you know. So yeah, you know this this you know, and, and it's great because we're seeing a bunch of fantastic up and coming young professional wrestlers that are learning the craft, trying to get better. And we just couldn't do it in just one show, guys. We're, you know, we're sitting here, obviously we're, we're focusing mainly on, on horseman country tonight, but there's so many great companies out there across both States that we want to make sure that we're, uh, we're putting over just as much. So um, that's why we had to make the pit stop anyway. So Monday, so we made, we made the pit stop for Monday night. Then on Tuesday night, for uh, for all you football fans and especially you Kansas City fans, um, I co-host uh, a show called um, the Arrowhead Asylum, uh, formerly known as James House Chiefs Talk. It's a it's a late night. Uh, we talk about we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. We talk about NFL football, um, and we just love having fun and and kind of doing the same thing we do on here. Um, you know, we got the chat, we get viewers involved, all that good stuff on Wednesday nights. Um, my friend Mark, uh, aka Pro Wrestling Kingpin, um, uh, we go live about 15 minutes after Dynamite um, to kind of break down the show and talk about what happened on Dynamite. And then on Thursday nights, the I-70 hot tag. So if you are watching on Twitch, 
um, just know that we you have uh, uh, once you've hit that follow button, you have four nights of uh, of CR media content to keep up with. So um, so definitely greatly appreciate uh, those tuning in and those follows. Um, Josh. Yes, sir. I think uh, I think we've got some upcoming events uh, we want to talk about. Yes, sir. We got uh, other than Horseman Country, August 27th. Yep. But uh, yeah, before that, Camelot, guys. Cam- uh, Camelot August, Ballroom. It came out Ballroom. Yep, yep. CSWTickets.com. Um, time to, to do a Friday show. To do, yeah, you go. I, t- I, 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 I mentioned that to him on a on his uh, Wednesday cheat or Tuesday cheat show. They start talking about college football, and I said, "There's there's your opening to do a uh, Friday college football podcast, Chase." So only two more days oh, left, and you, and you can just have seven days a week like Conrad Thompson. Yeah, I know. Anyway, guys, a uh, lot, of, lot of good stuff coming in, in August. We got uh, a company called United Underground Championship Wrestling, UUCW. Uh, they're holding an event in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, the Premier P-Boys are going to be in action against the Russell Twins. I've not seen the Russell Twins um, wrestle in person before, but uh, from the comments on their post, that's going to be a fantastic tag team match. So, uh uh, should be great. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to actually watch that event if they post it. Uh, YouTube, tw- uh, Twitch, not sure. Uh, but UUCW's in Wichita on the 13th. Also on the 13th, uh, another company that's been uh, making its rounds into Southern Missouri, Mid-States Wrestling. It's going to be in Springfield. Your boy, Moonshine Mantel, is going to be there. Um, as well as Luke Langley, Beer City Bruiser is going to be there. Um, one of the matches I wanted to highlight was uh, Miranda Gordy is going to be taking on Kelsey Magnolia, which I did just find out by talking to uh, Niles last week. Kelsey is a part of Niles' school that he uh, that he you know the the training school for wrestling. So Kelsey is a part of that. I saw a couple pictures of her. Oh yeah, that's cool. So because uh, we also we also found out that Miranda is his life partner as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I, I was gonna say something. Wasn't too hard. Wasn't too hard to figure out because uh, anytime anytime Niles Blanquet is uh, on the uh, on the on the billing, uh, Miranda Gordy is uh, not very far behind. So no, no, (laughs) this goes back a couple of years, and we've and we noticed that well before we interviewed Niles, and then yeah, yeah. So you know, anyway, that kind of fell into place, but. so, yeah, guys, Mid-States is in Springfield. So if you're in Springfield, um, go check them out. Um, August 20th, Premier Independent Wrestling uh, presents Aftermath. That's the one that Matt Cross is going to be there. It's happening in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, Shailen, who uh, I have not seen, our, uh, our friend Dave Dean. Houston. Dave Houston. Yeah. Or Dean it's Houston, Dean, sorry. Dean Houston, yeah. Dean Houston, he's not uh, at least he's not commented yet. Uh, Shylin is going to be there taking on Luna Nightshade, so um, should be a hell of a match there. And then um, August twentieth as well. So <laughs> two on the thirteenth, two on the twentieth. WrestleMax St. Louis presents episode eight, and that's the one with uh, the Fatal Four Way: Marco Stunt taking on Camaro Jackson, Mike Outlaw, and Darian Bangston. So that should be a hell of a Fatal Four Way Four Way. Um, match there. So we have not covered or talked about 
St. Louis WrestleMax or St. WrestleMax St. Louis um, yet. So um, should be interesting there. I think that's uh, we talked about that last week. That's the one that Todd Letterman. I don't. He's got. He doesn't go by Todd Letterman anymore. But Todd Letterman is what his name was in NWL. He is the promoter owner of WrestleMax. So Brian might be able to correct me on that. Uh, I'm not sure what his real name is, but it was Letterman. So, gotcha. What do we got um, in the uh, next couple episodes of the podcast? Yeah. So on the pit stop on Monday, we've got the Beer City Bruiser. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then next week's uh, episode of the I-70 Hot Tag um, is going to be Billy Starks. So um, for those that don't know, uh, Billy is a super young an amazingly talented young female um, who is making her way around the, around the country. Uh, I've seen her in all sorts of different stuff. So she is not a, uh, she is not a staple in Kansas city, but she, uh, she has spent some time in St. Louis uh, and, and journey. And so very, very excited to uh, sit down with her um, and chit chat with her. So um, yeah, right. Just we we yes, weekend at Journeys is happening on the twenty sixth. We you know we just want to promote a couple events. We don't want to go too terribly far into the future. We could say KCXW in October. So, um, you know, we just want to cover the next three or four events, and then uh, next week Journey will be on our rundown. So, but yes, Journey Pro uh, weekend at Journeys is happening on August twenty sixth. Uh, very very cool play on words. Um, for those that don't remember, uh, the very, very popular, um, or at least very popular to me uh, growing up, um, 80s movie, Weekend at Bernie's. So, Yep, yep. yep. Other than that, uh, we already went over the social medias. I know we usually close out with that, but, um, you know, again, appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out. That, that watch along was That watch along was kind of fun. It was, man. I liked it. I did. I we, it. we might do. We might do that sometime. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you, an event. Go ahead. I'll tell you what. I'm. I might throw this. I might throw this at you offline. I won't put you. I won't put you on the spot on here because. Right. Yeah, I'll throw. <laughs> I'll throw it to you offline. We'll. We'll do that. But uh, yeah, guys. Um, seventeenth episode, Josh. The last seventeen, dude. I. This is the most consistent thing in my life. I, don't, I haven't even, I don't even change my underwear 17 days in a row. So, um, you know, to, to do something, to do something for 17 consecutive weeks. Uh, this is, this is pretty awesome, man. Having yeah, a blast. It's, it's, it's been fun, man. This is, uh, this is extremely exciting, man. This is something, yep. you know, I, you know, we talked about this, uh, you know, at the very beginning, you and I, what was it? 20, in the 2000s we did a uh we did a podcast 2005 or to the birdie yeah. birdie when was the w when was the uh the uh w was it waw or was it w wwa or wwa, WWA yeah we when was the we wwa a, uh, yeah. uh, it was pre-podcast guys podcasts were not a the word podcast did not exist yet yep and because we, the iPhone, we were, the, I, the iphone wasn't out no no, it was yeah. all flip phones. It was, or it was all, you know, I don't even know if the uh, razor or the. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. we did it on Windows 
uh, audio recorder. We could only record one, uh, you know, minute one at minute time. at a time. So we had to stop. <laughs> and we had like like 30 or 50 audio clips that we just put all into. It was, it was terrible. But, guys, we did a podcast before podcasts were a thing. So this has been uh, super fun. And I'm yep. glad that we're able to do this with you been guys. Something and, we've, been something we've always wanted to do. And now that we're yep. doing it, we're having a blast doing it. So, Yes, sir. Absolutely. Brody, Brody yeah, great memories. It was awesome. Uh, for those that don't know what efeds were, uh, we used to run. We used to run those bitches. So yes, we did. <laughs> and up until around. about six months ago, I was still in one. So Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold strategy for you to admit that on on. You know, on, I, I, you know <laughs> all good. We sit around and talk about pro wrestling. I can sit around and talk about being an efed. I don't care. That's all right. That's all right. All right, guys. As usual. Appreciate you guys joining. Uh, appreciate everything you do. Do not, do not, do not forget to go buy your tickets. Um, CSWtickets.com or CSW.simpletix.com. I can't remember uh, if that's the other one, but Josh has it right there on the screen. Get your tickets to Horseman Country um, in the special instructions. Tell them, tell them, your boy, CR Media, Chase, and the real Josh Elliott at the I seventy hot tag sent you. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll they'll love to see that. Be like, read one of them and go, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> um, again, guys, uh, for CR Media, my name is Chase. This is my colleague, my co-host, my friend, uh, my confidant, uh, Josh, the real Josh Elliott. Uh, this has been the I-70 hot tag and good fight and good night.